This podcast is brought to you by SaaStock 2016, Europe's premier B2B SaaS conference, targeting early to growth stage SaaS founders and a global VC community on the 22nd of September at the RDS in Dublin. Early birds tickets are available now at www.sastock.com. That's S-A-A-S-T-O-C-K.com. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Humer, and today I'm joined by an experienced uh, senior sales and business development executive specializing in scaling early stage companies and driving enterprise level sales. Uh, he's also our first VP of sales on the show. So I'd like to say uh, you know, big welcome to Ryan Burke, uh, VP of sales at Envision. Well, welcome, Ryan. Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me. No, it's a real pleasure to have you on. As I say, first uh, first VP of sales, if you exclude uh, Mark Rebersch uh, here. Um, so I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, and another Bostonite, I, I, I guess, as well. And uh, so um, I, I guess, actually, I've, I've just kind of answered my next question. I was going to you know, ask you how it's going and where you're calling from. But uh, I, I guess people might, uh, uh, might know now. Yeah, no, things are great. Here in Boston, the sun's out. Uh, I know Mark well. Um, so uh, in, definitely in good company. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, you know, t- today, you know, been, um, you know, having a look at a bit about, uh, you know, the background of, uh, you know, Envision, you know, what yep. you guys do, and uh, and also speaking with, you know, one of your colleagues, Leah, and, you know, one of the things that I've found sort of really interesting, uh, you know, about Envision, and certainly, you know, with regards to yourself, is that, you you know, you manage a huge, uh, well, what's that, but, you know, fairly sort of huge sales force um, yep. that are all, you know, remote, um, so I, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, how to build and optimize uh, a re- remote workforce. You, you, you happy to uh, get into that with me? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's been an interesting evolution with the entire company being remote, but it's been a lot of fun. So happy to talk about it. Okay, cool. Wow. The entire companies. That's uh, that, that, very, very interesting. So um, I, I guess, um, you, you know, let, let's get a proper intro into, in, sure. into yourself and uh, Envision. Um, you know, can you tell the audience uh, a little bit about Ryan Burke? And, and you know your background and uh, what is Envision? What does it do? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you know, Ryan Burke. Uh, so I run all sales and customer success for the enterprise business here in Envision. Um, so Envision, you know, we are a product design collaboration platform. So basically, we have a product that helps literally millions of design and product folks uh, make digital make you know any digital products um, faster, right? So there's there's really two core things that we do. Right, so the first is rapid prototyping. So it allows you to very quickly iterate and build interactive prototypes at the front end of the design process. So before you're doing anything like coding. The second thing is collaboration. Right? So we make it very easy for you to seamlessly socialize these prototypes across a number of different personas uh, within your organization. And you know, the company's just you know been on a you know extreme trajectory based on just the rising importance of design and sort of the overall business context. And we fit very perfectly because we help you really enhance your design process. So it's been a lot of fun. Been on the company for a year and a half. Um, prior to Envision, um, you know, I was much more of sort of a enterprise-flavored salesperson. You know, beefier sales, you know, schmooze and agency folks, longer sales cycles. Uh, I manage a large sales team at a company called Compete. So web analytics research company, uh, later acquired by WPP. From there, I went to a small advertising uh, startup called Munto, sort of in the Facebook PMD world, um, and, then, uh, and then ended up at Envision. Right? And just you know, the quick note on Envision was when I was looking for a new, pro- a new opportunity, really the leading 
criteria that I was using was I wanted to find something where there were clear indicators of a product market fit. I was actually having a conversation with uh, with Robert about that, and you know whether it was organic web traffic, mobile app downloads. There was something that showed that there was clear product market alignment, and um, we had that in vision. Right when I started a year and a half ago, we had about a thousand people signing up for the product um, every day, and we are multiples of that now every day right now. So it's a it's a lot of fun and a very interesting uh, marketplace. Okay, awesome. And uh, I, have to, I love the name of the company, Moon Toast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. And, uh, and Compete, um, uh, you worked to compete with uh, David Cancel. Is, is that correct? I did. I did. And David actually was one of the, uh, one of the folks who had initially introduced me to Envision uh, uh, just based on his sort of use of the product. And, you know, he knew, uh, he knew the CEO. So that sort of introduced me. So between uh, Mark and David, they definitely both helped me uh, end up here. Okay, great stuff. Now, you, you know, going into, I, I guess, the, uh, the the topic of today, you, you know, this um, you know, building and optimizing a remote workforce. Um, sure. So you, how many is it in the Salesforce, um, uh, you know, of remote people that, that you manage uh, sort of directly? Was it around sort of 28, 30, something like that? Yeah, I think as of June 1, we'll be 35. So we're, we're, we're growing pretty quickly. And when I started, I inherited a three-person team. Okay. So, about 35, there's about 200 at the company overall. And everybody in the company is remote? Yeah, it's an even playing field. So everybody is, uh, everybody is remote, right? So it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, I was, you know, a little skittish about it when I first started, you know, and had sort of the early conversations with the CEO and sort of came to the agreement of, hey, you know, maybe at some point we'll build a, a sales office in Boston. And, you know, he, he, he sort of agreed to that. And, you know, at the end of the day, I probably, Still could do that, but I think that ship has sailed, and the uh, the remote culture is really working for us. So do you have any, like, I, I guess, within the remote workers, any nomads, um, you know, working in the team? Um, you know what I mean by obviously, no, but the, the, there's this, uh, I guess, trend of people that are just traveling the world and you know, working for um, you know, cool companies like uh, Envision. Uh, um, but um, have you got any within the uh, the Salesforce as such? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They may be more than I know of, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, we've got a Google map where I can track them down. But, um, I mean, for the most part, people are still pretty well-centered in some strategic markets. I mean, I do, you know, I have somebody on my team uh, in Hawaii, right? And uh, we're spread sort of across, you know, across the country. And as a company, we're spread across the world. We just hired somebody in Sydney. we got people in Berlin. Um, but for my team, you know, the remote uh, you know, is spread all over the place, but we do have some pockets in places like San Francisco and Boston and New York. Okay, and, and so let's talk about you, you know how you, you started to you know go about building this remote workforce. So when you joined, um, you know, for which role did you hire first? You know, and, yeah. and why? Yeah. So, like I said, when I joined, you know, the remote culture was already you know established, and the fact the company was. T- 35 people, um, and I inherited a small team, uh, a couple folks in San Francisco, one in Texas. Um, and so my first couple hires, I wanted to bring in, you know, some sellers, right? So some people that, you know, could actually be, you know, out in the marketplace, but, you know, a pretty specific profile, right? So I wanted people that were, you know, going to be you know, high product acumen, right? Because that's the type of sale we are. It's more of a product-driven sale. Um, but I also wanted people that were a little bit more process and operationally oriented, right? So I hired a guy uh, into his first AE role, but I had some experience with him in the past. 
but I knew he was a very process structured operational flavored salesperson right so um, that's really important up front right when you're still trying to scale you know you're still trying to optimize things from a uh, foundational perspective so you know I wanted to get sellers because I wanted the data that they were going to bring back to the team but I wanted specific types of sellers okay and um, you, you know now you so you mentioned that you you had some sort of A's and you know some specific sellers there yeah. um, you know now you've got this well 35 people you know by 1st of June um, you, you know which roles are kind of making up the team now and you know why have you got the specific sort of split yeah definitely right so we are fairly well stratified across sort of the team from you know sort of the lead flow to the account execs to customer success right and as we scale you know we are ultimately specializing more right so we have specialization on inbound we've got specialization in other sort of lead gen channels we've got specialization at the SMB level for AEs we've got enterprise and then we've got specialization now within customer success as well to focus on things like uh, onboarding for instance right so that's kind of how we've been building the team and we'll continue to stratify moving forward and then you know sort of in concert with that we've got the sales operations um which a quick note on that is you know when i was building the team i had you know about five people and was looking for a senior operations person and decided it was probably a little bit too early and then you know a couple months later i had a 15 person team and it was a little bit too late right and just especially with remote it's so important to get that operational rigor in early Right, so I would err on the side of bringing somebody with that background in because so much of what you need to do from a management perspective with this type of a model is manage the numbers, manage the processes, and manage using tools. So, what about like when you're uh, you're hiring? So you you've got you know uh, these thirty five you know sales uh, guys and girls yeah. uh, you know within the team. Um, I imagine you know is any of the hiring done face to face or is this all you, you know uh, all on Skype or Google Hangouts? It's mostly Skype and Google Hangouts, right? But you know if we have an opportunity, like if we are in a market where somebody is local. We'll definitely make an effort for people to grab a cup of coffee just to, you know, meet them in person and, and sort of you know, make sure they're a cultural fit. But um, for the most part, it's it's all through you know it's all through Hangouts, right? And uh, it's a little crazy, but you know, the first thing we need to do is you kind of have to screen out the people that just want remote, right? That's always the kiss of death to me when you interview somebody. You say, "Hey, what do you like about Envision?" They say, "Oh, I love I love working from home." Mm. So that's not what I asked, right? Yeah. So. There's a lot of people out there because they find jobs like Envision on all of these remote job boards, and you really got to filter through somebody's motivations and then build in the specific type of profile that you want because it takes a specific type to work in this environment. Okay, and and uh, I mean, has a you know, what what's the? Would you mind me sort of asking you know sure. the, the success sure. the success rate you know of this hiring um, you know policy in terms of you know it, it's all uh, sort of done or mainly all done remote um, you, you know have you had sort of many challenges you, you know from that at all? Yeah, we haven't had that many challenges. I mean, listen, the, the the reason that the whole remote thing sort of started was because we can afford to be selective with talent, right? So we want to be strategic about it. We just want to hire the best people, right? So that's same for, for sales, right? So we have a pretty high bar. We have sort of a litmus test that says anybody that, you know, at any stage if somebody in the process doesn't think the person has the ability to be top 25% of their role within a year, 
anybody on the team has the ability to sort of rule somebody out, right? And so we're pretty, you know, disciplined around that. Um, so, you know, that's probably the biggest thing that we do. And then we do, you know, we do sort of a group demo um, as as part of the process as well, because such a you know such a big part of our sale selling motion is these product demos. So we do group role play demos and things like that. So that that's part of sort of the interview process for us. Okay, and um, you know, what, what are the the I guess kind of overall you know pros and cons that you've yep. experienced you know of of remote working? Yeah, I mean. You know, even on the even on the interview side, the one thing that I'll say is, it's a little tough to get. You know, especially from a sales perspective, there's so many. You talk to these good salespeople at some of these bigger SaaS companies, and they all want the ping pong table and you know the scoreboard and you know the happy hours and all that stuff. So it's hard. It's hard to pull people away from that and sort of you know represent. What the uh, what the what the pros of the remote model are, especially for some of the the younger folks that maybe aren't you know comfortable with it, and they love these huge office environments. But I'll tell you, once we get people into this, our employee satisfaction is absolutely through the roof. I mean, we got some you know new sort of you know MPS type employee uh, criteria that we use, and it's absolutely through the roof. So people love it, right? So um, you know, I would say, I mean, listen, the the between productivity and collaboration, technology can pretty well cater to those things right now, right? So whether it's Slack or Hangouts or Skype or, you know, a bunch of other tools. Um, so you really need to focus on the culture, right? So that's where I feel like, you know, sometimes that can be a con, obviously. Um, and, you know, we do a bunch of, you know, little things around culture, but that to me is the biggest potential con um, that you need to address, whether it's through, you know, I mean, shoot, we've got Hangout, I mean, we've got Slack channels to talk about, you know, what you did that weekend or show pictures of your kids. We have a rewards tool called Bonusly that we use that helps you sort of peer-based employee recognition, which is great. We do, <laughs> it's going to sound crazy, but we do like virtual happy hours, right? We mm. did one for Cinco de Mayo last week. And people had a great time. I don't know. Um, so you gotta, you know, you have to get a little creative. But I would say culture is the biggest thing that you really need to be proactively um, addressing. Yeah, well, I, I love the idea of uh, you know the, the virtual happy hours, and yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I can imagine you know culture, you know, being this sort of big challenge. I mean, for me, um, you know, sort of personally, actually, uh, you, you probably don't uh, sort of know this, but I, I, you know, I guess been a remote worker for. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe ten years now, and I uh, I kind of felt that I started maybe a little bit too early in my career, like when I was yeah. when I was like twenty five, twenty six, and you, yep. you know I'd, I'd only a couple of years working in the office, um, uh, you know, sort of previously, and then when yeah. I, when I started remote working, I thought, oh, you know, I can wake up at ten a.m. on a Monday, and then I, I can take a long lunch break, and then I right. can finish at four thirty and go to the gym. But actually, right. soon, you know, the productivity, you know, if, if you've got great. Um, um, you, you know, I guess kind of line managers like yourself who are just seeing actually, you, you know, if if you're cutting corners there, you know, the pro the productivity, you, you know, is, is not um, you you know really sort of paying off as uh, as such. And so I had a a bit of a pep talk after I think like six months, which uh, really made me pull my socks up. And uh, I think ever since then. 
my productivity from working from home has been, uh, you, you know, great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. but, but then, uh, I think, you know, the culturally as well, I've, I've always found it sort of challenging and especially, um, you know, especially in my last, uh, company that I worked for, um, there was, uh, you know, I think a real challenge where even within the UK, um, you know, that we didn't, you know, get to meet the other sales guys, perhaps even, you know, sort of once, yeah. you know, in the year, um and uh you know i felt that was kind of a, a, a real shame so you know certainly yeah. cu- culture seems to be you know one of those things that um that you know really needs to be sort of managed and uh, it's good to see that you guys are doing that yeah because you got to think about too there's there's other sort of negative aspects from a cultural perspective of sort of this you know water cooler talk where people maybe gossip or politics like we distill a lot of that stuff out just based on the fact that you know we're extremely focused on, you know, productivity and collaboration. We're working together in your own meetings. Like that's your focus. So there's not a lot of, you know, sort of this other, uh, you know, kind of other chatter that not, sometimes can, can even be negative. Right. So, um, and then for us it works because it's also an even playing field, right? So everybody's remote. It's not like there's a headquarters and then three people dialing in. I mean, even if we are, um, if people are in like a WeWork, for instance, and there's five of us on a call, everybody's on their own computer, on their own hangout, right? So, um, you know, we want to make sure that it's sort of evil, I mean, equal for, uh, for everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and so from what, apart from culture, uh, I mean, what have been, you know, the keys to optimizing, you know, remote working for Envision, but also not only for Envision, you know, I guess, you know, uh, the keys to perhaps for other, you know, SaaS startups sort of listening that are maybe, um, you know, sort of earlier stage and they're thinking about you making sort of new sales hires, let's say, um, and uh, having them sort of uh, as a remote workforce. Yeah, I mean, listen, from a, from a profile perspective, you know, one of the things that we found pretty quickly is, you know, it takes a particular type of personality, right? And these people have to be proactive, right? You have to be somebody that's going to seek out help, somebody that's going to, you know, seek out the collaboration, you know, from a cultural persp- perspective, be very active, right? So you need to find proactive people, right? It's, you know, introverts, especially in the remote side of things and within the sales you know, that, that's tough, right? So we sort of focus on that. I mean, the other big thing, especially with remote culture, is onboarding, right? I mean, you think about intimid- how intimidating it can be to walk into an office on your first day, um, but at least you're talking to people, right? So if you're, you know, sitting alone at home on your first day with just a computer in your lap, right, that can be intimidating, right? So we just completely revamped our onboarding a few months ago just to, like, literally schedule out people's entire day for the first three weeks, um, and that's a big area of focus. Um, and then the last thing is sort of the, you know, the best practices, right? So you, you want to make sure that you're able to, you know, people talk about, oh, I like the socialization of sales and people listening to each other on the phone and, you know, hearing how they overcome objections. Well, you can still address that through technology and we do that, right? We do weekly training calls, which I think are really important. People have to be active and contribute best practices. We record demos. You know, best practices demos. We're doing a sales spiff right now that's, you know, recorded elevator pitches, right? Because with a remote model, as you scale, it gets increasingly difficult to make sure that everybody's on message, you know, positioning new features the right way, overcoming objections the right way. So that focus on training collaboration from a best practice standpoint is really important. 
Okay, awesome. And, and so we've come, we've come to the end of the show now, uh, Ryan. So we've got one, sure. fi- one final question. Um, and, and that's, you know, if, if you were to start your own SaaS uh, business tomorrow, um, you know, would you get an office or, you know, would you be remote working all the way? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, listen, we have a little bit of the best of both worlds in some selected cities where we do have WeWorks, right? So um, it's funny. Everybody, you know, wants these WeWorks. They want the office. But then, you know, they love the productivity at home. So, they and uh, you know, attendance seems to be a little bit lower than we expected. But, um, you know, I'd love to have a place, if I were to have my own company, I'd love to have a place where I could meet, you know, maybe a office hours one day a week just for setting up in-person meetings. But other than that, you know, I'm pretty sold, right? I feel like just from the ability to find great talent, the ability to be productive, everybody sort of being proactive, uh, the way technology works today, I think it's a, I kind of think it's the way things are going. And if I were moving forward in my own business, yeah, maybe I'd set up shop one day a week somewhere, but other than that, I'd be fully remote. Okay, well, uh, I, I, I like that, and um, well, certainly it's uh, uh, a model which is uh, you know close to my heart. Is that, that that's the way that I, I operate uh, you know my yeah. business today, um, and uh, it really good insights, Ryan. Uh, I, I mean, cool. it, it's really good to. Uh, discuss and sort of you know find out how uh, you know such great companies envision you know is well the whole you know company is is remote and how you guys have managed to optimize that so thanks for sharing those insights uh, today um, really appreciate it awesome thanks for having me on it's appreciate it no you're welcome and for listeners at home if you uh, like this episode of the SaaS Revolution show we really appreciate if you rate and review us uh, on iTunes and we'll see you next time This podcast is brought to you by SaaStock 2016, Europe's premier B2B SaaS conference, targeting early to growth stage SaaS founders and a global VC community on the 22nd of September at the RDS in Dublin. Early birds tickets are available now at www.sastock.com. That's S-A-A-S-T-O-C-K.com.